They're trying to just give you your citizenship, which is amazing to me. Yeah, I guess the only problem with that is that... Oh, okay, we'll hear the right-wing Republican come out. No, 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 I, the only problem... Welcome to Too Much. Our podcast about, well, whatever. From issues of the world to topics of lesser grandeur. We've got you covered with a little bit too much to say about everything. So, let's start the show. Just because I'm not in America and I don't have a vote doesn't mean it's not important to pay attention. Michael. And I'm the one who asked Michael to do a podcast on the American election, and initially he said no, but now he's come around and said yes and says it's important to care about the election. Cody! Jesus Christ, what was that? But yeah, I initially did not want to do a podcast episode on this. I just thought it was going to be too stressful, too much information, and I did not, I was not in the mood. But now I'm like, I'm watching, I'm a part of it, why not talk about it? Exactly. It's a big news story. We've been preparing for this, what, for four years? (sighs) So, the American election, 2020, we have Joe Biden against Donald Trump. First question... (laughs) Do you believe if Trump loses tonight, he will concede? No. First of all, I don't I don't know if we're, we're going to get a winner tonight. We probably won't know the final numbers tonight, but we will have a clear understanding of who won. Will I, we? I really believe so. I don't know. With so much mail-in voting and there's so many people standing in line, you never know. Never know, but I really feel like by the end of the night, we should have... Unless it's really close, then I feel like we should kind of have an idea who won. I think that he, if the numbers are really not in his favor, then I think he might concede the election. Because it's like, how do you ask for a recount? If it's not close. If it's not close at all. But if it's close, I think he'll definitely ask for a recount. It's not unprecedented. We've had recounts in modern history. So I think he'll definitely ask for a recount. And then we're going to be kind of in this limbo. Can you imagine him creating a throwing a tantrum <laughs> to get out of the White House? <laughs> that would be really funny, but it wouldn't be shocking, I guess, at this point. I mean, he's the same guy that said li- literally a week ago, if I lose, I don't think I want to live in America anymore. Yeah, which was such a weird thing to say I know, for as an the, American president. As the freaking president of the United States of America, you're like, if I lose this election, I don't want to live here. Ridiculous. Trash. But I want to talk a little bit about the Electoral College, because America has a weird system. You have popular votes, you have the Electoral Electoral College, which is made up of House of Representatives and state senates. Every state has two senators. They all make up the Electoral College. I think America has, what, 50 states and two senators per state. Actually, I feel like in total... It's supposed to be 100 and something, like 102 or 105 senators in America. Yeah, it gets confusing because some places aren't states, but they have senators. Exactly. So it's around 102 or 105, don't quote me, I don't remember, state senators that make up the Electoral College and then another 480-something House of Representatives all across the country that make up the entire 500-and-something people on the electoral college right now each state has a certain amount of electoral votes based on how big the states are and however that specific state votes then you get that amount of electoral votes yeah 
So, for example, this is the only one that keeps I keep remembering California because it has the most electoral votes. They have yeah. 55. So if tonight Joe Biden gets out of, let's say, 10 million people voting in California, he gets six million of those votes and Trump gets four million of those votes. All 55 electoral votes goes to Joe Biden. Yeah, which it seems like a messed up system. It is a messed up system. And it does just like. Four years ago, you mentioned that Hillary Clinton, she won by like three million popular votes. Yeah. It's just that the states that voted for her weren't quote unquote important states. And by important states, you mean like states that have a smaller population because right. the states with the most population get the most um, electoral college votes. So obviously, California has a ton of people, so they get 55, which is a lot more than any other state gets. Yeah, it's the most out of everyone. Yeah, like I see Texas has 38 votes. Like another big number is Florida. They always talk about Florida in elections. Yeah. It's like usually whoever wins Florida wins the presidency. Um, there's some also some big numbers. Obviously, New York has 29. But there's a lot of states in the middle of the country that have like very little electoral votes. Yeah, because these states are... Large states in itself, but population-wise, no one really lives there, and it's a lot of farmland. Exactly. So like Montana, Wyoming, they only have three votes each. And if you think about it, two of those three, out of three votes, two of them is from the Senate, because you always have two Senates, and one is from the House of Representatives. So yeah. they, they literally have no representation. Yeah, every state gets two votes. So yeah, they only get an additional one vote versus California that gets an additional 53 votes. Amazing. Yeah, amazing is one way to describe it for sure. <laughs> I think what led Hillary to losing the last time was she didn't get Pennsylvania and, oh God, I can't remember, but a few other states in that area that had around 17 or so. And eventually Trump ended up with like 70 more. Yeah, than Pennsylvania she has 20. Yeah, it's crazy. But as of right now, as we're speaking, because we're talking about this as the election is going on. Yes. People are still voting. The polls are not closed yet. They're still counting ballots. I'm watching it on, t- well, we're watching it on TV. And as of right now, out of 270 Needed votes to win. To, to win, because that's half. If you get that, you win. Uh, Trump has 40 of those electoral votes currently, and Biden has 58. So that is not a big gap at all, and it is very, very early in the game. So it is anyone's game right now. Yeah. For the longest time, it was saying that Biden had three and Trump had like 20. So (laughs) you never know. Because Trump kept getting these little states, and they would go up here and there, and Biden was getting no states. (laughs) And I don't know if you're looking at it like I am as someone that does not live in the States. I mean, as I said earlier, just because I don't live there does not mean this is not an important election and it does not affect me because America has inserted themselves, bullied their way into the epicenter of the world. They have forced themselves into everyone's business and everyone's country and everyone's legislations. They have made themselves the center of everything. So if something happens there and legislations are changed and things go awry, it can affect all four corners of this world. Yeah. To put it nicer, they are one of the world's superpowers. So 
Because they're bullies. They have their hands in a lot of pots. Well, they also have a very large economy and a very large population. They and do. they also um, export a lot of culture through their entertainment industry that goes all over the world. Um, so they have a lot of influence. So, yeah. So that's why everyone needs to... And uh, globalization, migration, a lot of us don't live there, but we have family and friends and people we care about that this will affect. I personally have a lot of my family members living there. I want to go see them. I want to know that they're safe. I want to know, know that the government is there to protect them. My family looks like me. I'm a black man. I would not want them to continue to live in a society where they are not feeling safe every day. Also, the um, kind of extreme right, xenophobic, um, you know, what do they call it? Um, national nationalism oh america is famous for that well but all of that stuff that's coming out with trump it's like that stuff is popping up around other places in the world even canada's last federal election there oh, was some yes. questionable candidate so it's like last when people year, see when canada had its election i was like who is this mini trump who is this guy yeah so when people see trump get elected then it just makes those far right extremist mm -hmm. political candidates across the world think, you know, like get stronger, get more support. Right. Because a lot of people here right now are pro-Trump here in Canada. A lot I mean, of people I wouldn't say are, a lot, but there's people. There are people. And yeah. I say a lot of them. I've seen them <laughs> on, I see them on TikTok. I see them on Instagram. I see people posting videos of them. And the same thing these Karens say down there south of our border it's the same thing they're saying here to us we don't like you go back to where you came from speak our language and i'm like this is a copycat type situation they they have these thoughts in their heads already but because before it was never acceptable for them to say it out loud someone like trump gives them permission yep we also share like the canada u.s border is like the biggest shared border in the world mm -hmm. um, between two countries and their policies affect their citizens in a way that could also affect ours. Like, say that they end up getting um, the uh, abortion overturned and they make abortion illegal. Oh then God. women are going to start trying to... Blocking here. Yeah, get over the border <laughs> to come do it here. Everybody's going to want to come here to come do the deed. The same with gay marriage. Lots of stuff. Like, it, it affects... Um, it affects us as well. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to look at the mandates or the platforms that the Democratic Party and the Republican Party put out. And we're going to like dissect it and see where everyone stands. We'll be right back. So you guys have been listening to the podcast. Thank you. But if the Too Much Podcast isn't enough, there's a whole lot more content on Michael's YouTube. Yeah, I post like every single week and I have literally too much going on over there. Hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, and please drop a comment and tell us what you thought or what you'd like to see Michael do next. Bye. Oh, no. Back to the show. The Democratic Party came up with their platform. They have their mandate. And... One thing I want to talk about first that I noticed is that they do not support Medicaid for all, which is something that Sanders really pioneered. Right. What's, what's your thoughts on that? Um, because Sanders is like even more 
left than the Democratic Party. Oh, yeah. He is far, far left to the point where he's like, I'm not even Democrat. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm not for, I'm not totally familiar with Medicaid, but they want in in a perfect world, Democrats want everybody to have insurance. But maybe they don't require everyone to have the level of insurance that Medicaid provides people. Okay. Uh, what do they say for the Republican Party? What do, What's their stance on health care? Well, Trump wants to get rid of Obamacare. Work. Which provided a bunch it's of people like health care. It's like he has just a personal vendetta against Obama. If Obama came in came up with an idea, he just wants to abolish it and start fresh, even if it's to regurgitate the same idea. Yes. And call it something new. Yes. But he wasn't the first one to want to get rid of Obamacare. The Republicans want to get rid of it because Republicans overall are not in favor of socialist policies. No, because everyone needs to pull themselves up by the bootstraps and figure it out for themselves. Yeah, exactly. That's their whole philosophy is everything's on the individual. Yeah. But even though the Democratic platform or their mandate that they wrote does not support Medicare, they do still support health care. They want to expand on Obamacare. Is that right? Yeah, they don't necessarily want to. Well, they don't want to expand Medicare for all because Medicare is actually like the government providing health care. So they want everybody to have health care, but they don't want the government to do it which is why they want to expand what they've already done with Obamacare so that um, there's like a public-private option so people can get um, public insurance and the insurance can the insurance companies can compete with each other and um, hopefully get good prices for people so that everyone can have insurance. Yeah, but we already have all these insurance companies in the States and insurance in the States is one of the highest in the world. So it's like, at this point, they need external insurance companies to come from different countries to set up shop. Well, I think if... And it's provided for dirt cheap. If the government is providing some insurance to, like, the people who are under the poverty line or whatever at a cheaper rate, then they're stepping in to provide some competition. But did they say specifically that they were planning on doing that? Or... We're just saying that that's something that they could do to drive the prices down. It's something that they could do. By the way, it's important to note that 2016's platform is the exact same unedited platform that they are running with in 2020. The Republicans, yes. Yes, the Republicans. They didn't change their platform much, if anything, which... In a, it kind of makes sense in a way because they have the same candidate, they have the same values, et cetera, et cetera. But I think the world changes a lot in four years that you might want to adjust things. It changed so much. One I can think of this year, coronavirus. Yeah. Like you are not going to mention, I mean, you. I, he had an interview with this lady, I forget her name. We are talking about it earlier, and Kellyanne Conway presented her with this humongous book. This book was bigger than my head, and I have a big head. Yeah. And it was just a book of fluff, nothing in it. And she's like, let me present to you Donald Trump's uh, plan of action to control the coronavirus. This was earlier on in the year. Don't you think that re 
going back for re-election, you should actually state in your on your platform what you plan to do, seeing that we haven't really seen you do anything while you are still in office. Yeah, but I think these platforms are more of like broad it's, stroke it's beliefs. Suggested. It's suggestive things that you want to accomplish while you're when you're in office. It's like, hey, John Q. Public, these are the things I want to do for you. That is why I want you to vote for me. Yeah. And he is clearly telling the American people, the same thing I told you I want to do for you in 2016 is the same thing I want to do for you in 2020. Nothing has changed. I see no new problems that have arisen for me to change my platform because everything's exactly the same as it was four years ago. Well, the thing is, when the Republicans made that platform four years ago, it's not like he was really listening to the platform. Like, he just kind of does his own... Trump just kind of does his own thing to a certain extent. But and, and my they're point like, is, oh, here are Republicans. blatant disrespect. He doesn't care about anything. Well, he obviously says things in speeches... We don't even want to go down that road type of shit well, he says. I'm just, I'm just saying their platform is is broad strokes of what the party believes at this moment in time. So it's things like healthcare, abortion. Like, their views on that stuff hasn't changed. Speaking of what their views are on stuff and what hasn't changed, let's go down the line and see all the things that they stood for back in 2016 that they still stand for today. Now, they have thankfully not had an opportunity to make all of these changes because all of these changes could be really negative for a lot of people living in America and for others in the rest of the other parts of the world. Yeah, so they obviously still oppose gay marriage, although there's some Republicans out there who are for it, of course. Um, They still think abortion should be um, illegal. And okay. obviously they have that new conservative judge on the court, and that seems to be one of the things that might, you know, get to the court again. Same thing with the gay marriage. They are really looking to take that bill out and just toss it. Yeah. Most Republicans support the death penalty. Um, they're all about lowering taxes. And we can see that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris for the Democratic Party, they're like... These are the states that we want to hike up the percentage of taxes you guys pay. Famously, 50 Cent was denouncing the Democratic Party because he felt like it was unfair. But they want to raise taxes on the rich. Exactly, on the rich. And a lot of rich people aren't for that. Yeah, even though most Western countries do that. And that's why I'm, I'm a big socialist. That's what I grew up on. Yeah. It's like, why should I, as someone who makes little to nothing, pay more taxes than someone that has 150,000 times more than what I have? Mm-hmm. I agree. In regards to criminal justice and racial justice, the Democrats want to overall the criminal justice system from top to bottom, but notably, the platform that they wrote does not include support for defunding the police. Now, granted, defunding the police is a term that got popularized maybe May of this year, May, June, when that thing happened with George Floyd. He was murdered or killed, as the news say. Uh, So this platform was written before that. So I'm not going to 
really say, why don't you have that in your platform? I would assume they would look into it once they get elected. Well, they don't have it in their platform because a lot of people think it's radical. It's radical and I'm for it. Yeah, but the Democratic Party is not the party of Bernie Sanders. It's the party of everyone who's left of center. So it can't be for the super, super liberal. I understand all of that, but I still believe firmly that they need to revisit this because they cannot claim to be... The liberals don't have a, a horse in this race. And once Bernie Sanders was out of it, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris came in and they were like, we are for the black people. We want to stand up for you. We want to make sure that you have equality. We want to make sure that you have opportunities and all of these things. So in doing so and in sticking by us and all the other minorities being affected by police brutality, this is something they must visit. It has to be discussed. It's being discussed. It's definitely being discussed, but I don't know if it's going to become part of the party's platform. People see things like that. People who are moderate see things like that and then say, I'm going to vote Republican next time. And when you say radical, I don't want people to feel as if, yes, it, it is a radical thought, but it's not like when people say, I need to get it, make it clear, defunding the police is not abolishing it outright, and it's not taking every single cent they have. The police get a lot of the budget, and they don't need all of it. They don't need new cars every freaking five years with all these equipment to oppress people. And they don't need to be called for every type of emergency. All we're saying is take money from them and put it somewhere else that's needed. First responders, firefighters, stuff like that. Yeah, but that's not what people think of when they say defund the police. They gave it the wrong title they, off, they, from the beginning. They gave it a very radical title, sure. But the idea itself must be visited if the Democratic Party is to win. That's what I'm saying. Maybe. Who knows if it will be revisited during this um, term that's coming up, if they get into office. Obviously, police reform is going to be something that comes up. I, I mean, that's a cuter way will. of putting it, uh, police reform. Well, you can reform the police in other ways instead of defunding it. Retraining officers. There was a point. I think I talked to you about this when it, everything first happened. I had this whole thing about how I thought reforming them would work. And then the more I thought about it, I'm like, I think you were the same one that was like, how do you reform everyone? And I was like saying, okay, remove them, get in the military, and then sieve out who needs to be sieved out and then bring them back who can. And then I was like, you know what, just defund the damn thing or get rid of it overall. Well, what you're describing is basically defund the police. Somebody else does the policing in the yeah, interim. Yeah, but to reform them, you still need to psych-evaluate everybody and then retrain them. And you can't. it's hard to do it when everyone's on the job still. No, but you I just agreed with you, Michael. I said what you just said is essentially defunding the police. You bring in a different body of people, the military or someone else, to police in the interim, while you sieve out, which could mean psych evaluations, retraining, etc. It's not defunding it. Well, when you bring them back in, you give them a lower budget. For it. So you retrain them, and then when they go back to work, they have a smaller budget because you've also brought in um, 
a mental health task force or more social workers. Did you see that video? I think I don't know where it was. It was in Florida, I believe. Four police officers standing in like a circle and one of them refused to put a mask on. And one of the guys pulled a gun on his freaking co-worker and he's like, put the mask on or I'm going to shoot you. What? Yeah. This happened this week. Yesterday. I believe the guy's now suspended, but it's like, how can you be on the force and be so freaking aggressive? They keep saying, I felt attacked or threatened. That's why I pulled my gun. And then they were like, you guys keep saying Black Lives Matter, but you black people kill each other. Blue lives, you guys keep saying your blue lives matter, but now you're pulling guns on each other because the other person doesn't want to wear a mask. They just pull out a gun whenever they want. For That's an, the problem. You can't have people tasked to serve and protect. And they're so freaking edgy, trigger happy, and scared all the time, and aggressive all the time. So damn aggressive. Like your gun? I would... I would think your gun is your last resort. It's supposed to be. If you're going into like some space, a building, whatever, where you actually need to pull out just in case something pops up behind the corner or whatever, sure. If you're going to raid, but walking that, up to the I side see of where the, the car, gun is necessary. Like when you pull someone over and then you take out your gun as you walk to the side of their car. What? But I don't know. It's also very different in the States because... Anyone could just have a gun on them. So they kind of expect just any random driver to pull out a gun on them. Yeah. Which is less likely here. Facts. But how many incidents can they say, we pulled someone over for a broken taillight or for unpaid parking tickets or whatever, and when I walk up to the window to say, hey, good day, they pull a gun. Highly unlikely. Oh, yeah. The stats have to be so low. So freaking low. Unless that person is like really doing something bad and is nervous and he's like, I'm going to shoot and run, which is never normally the case. Yeah. So why do you feel like you should just walk up to someone's window, hand on your holster or worse, gun drawn right away? Because it's an intimidation thing. Exactly. And do you do that with everyone? And that's people keep saying it's not a race thing. The hell it's not. I do not see people that I know that are Caucasian saying that police pull them over and immediately have guns drawn in their faces. I Even think... when like, these Caucasian people are aggressive and like really going at the officer, they do not get guns drawn at the, in their faces. I think some people don't realize that it's a race thing. I think that some people think that cops are just doing that because... They feel like they're in danger. But why do you feel like you're in danger? Well, that's exactly it. You, in your heart of hearts, feel like you're in more danger because you don't see black people as being innocent. Right. You already assume that they're guilty of something. So you might not think you're a racist person. You might have black friends. You might associate with black people in your life, like black people. But when it comes down to those situations, you don't see them in the same way. And that's why you see, you know, you watch movies sometimes and it's like, well, not even movies, like real life clips where it's like they shoot a black person and then they like realize what they did. Yeah. Because it's like that. This was not a dangerous situation. I don't know why I did that. Instinctively, they're like, you're dangerous and I'm going to pull the trigger for my own safety. Yeah. There was a, st <coughs> sorry, there's a study I, I watched 
they brought in civilians and they brought in officers and they had it was all like paintball guns or something and they had different they had criminals and officers and civilians like jumping up behind barrels or something and the exercise was shoot the criminal oh yeah i think we watched that together right it was it was on netflix that show, and that it was like sh- some yeah, science experiment thing. show the exercise was to shoot the criminal and they alternated it they had the black guy they had like an asian guy and a white guy and sometimes the criminal was the black one some most times it was the white one most and then it was like the asian one and almost 90 percent of the time the black guy got shot and he was not the criminal all the time in the yeah exactly and when they shot him they're like oh my god yeah i'm so sorry like i don't know why i did that yeah your innate, even the black people shot him. They're like, it was instinct. A lot of them even cried because they're like, I cannot believe I shot this guy knowing that he was a bystander or a police or an innocent person just because I saw him as black and immediately uh, correlated that with being tr- threatened. Yeah, and that's what I mean. A lot of people wouldn't consider themselves to be racist because they probably have black friends, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But I they don't realize you can even have a black kid and still be racist, in my opinion. Yes, but they don't realize the messages that they've been given by the media their whole lives and the images of black people that have been put forth to them. Did you also see the other I don't know if it was on the same platform or the same programming? They had kids. And they had the storybook or the images. They see a little white girl on her knees crying and a black girl standing over her. And they say to all these different races of children, young kids, that should be unimpressionable and should just be pure of heart. But again, racism is kind of taught, guys. They say, what do you think happened here? Just by looking at this picture, a little white girl is on her knees crying and a black girl is standing behind her, just standing, not doing anything. And they're like, oh, I think the girl that's standing pushed her. And they show it the image again in reverse where the white girl is standing and the black girl is on her knees crying. And the kids changed their tunes. They're like, I don't know. I think the girl above standing is trying to help her up. Yeah. Like, without even... They automatically think the color of your skin means that you're aggressive, you're a danger, you're a threat. Yeah. Innately racist. I, I don't think... I There's a study that says that trauma can be passed down through generations, and that's kind of why some black people are angry or they have this built up whatever against the system you name it i don't want to get into it i don't necessarily believe that hatred is something that's hereditary i feel like you were born and you have love in your heart and then you learn behaviors based on your surroundings based on what you see on tv and all of that how to treat other people who you should trust and who you should be afraid of. That's what I think that is. Absolutely. 
Uh, but going back into politics, because it kind of deviated a little bit, <laughs> with the criminal justice and racial justice portion of the Democrats' platform, the Democrats support decriminalizing marijuana and legalizing its medical use. Republicans are totally against that. <laughs> what? And this goes back to another thing with black people in prisons. It's a whole thing, not trying to get too deep into it and go off topic again. But why would he even be against it? Marijuana is becoming one of the biggest industries in the world. Literally, there's like five shops in my neighborhood right now that popped up during quarantine. Because it's drugs and they're conservative. Ridiculous. And these conservatives are the same ones who want to build the economy. But yet, they're against this. I just find it funny that it seems like eventually the world changes and things get adopted. And there are always things that come from liberals. Yeah. The world is getting more liberal and the conservatives just want to keep the world from evolving and keep it conservative. Because it's beneficial to them. All these years, this conservative style of leadership has benefited them and their families and gen for generations and so if they keep it that way they can hold on to their god because a lot of them are very religious and they can hold on to their tax exemptions and their money it's all about their way of life and their money at the end of the day i think it's selfish it is i just feel like i'm i'm obviously biased because i'm liberal but I just feel like the Democratic Party is more for more people, like not I, everybody. We can say the Democratic Party is for everybody. Right. And the Republican Party it's is for some. Republicans. Yeah, it's just for them. Uh, another thing to note is while the Democratic Party is in support of decriminalizing marijuana, they are, however, looking to leave it up to the states to determine whether or not they want to legalize it or not. Which I'm like, I get, I get it for America because they're very much each States state rights. D does what the hell they want to do. Yeah. Where if I were in charge, I could, I'm like, it's one country. This is what I'm saying. Blanket across the board. <laughs> but hey. It's a different style. It's a different style. It's their way of doing it. I'm not here to tell them to change it right now. I'm just saying I don't really care for it. Uh, education, though. Where they stand on education. The Democrats, they support making public colleges and university tuitions free for students whose families earn less than $125,000 a year, which I think is amazing. Now, $125,000 a year for a family, let's say a husband and a wife, or two partners, two husbands, two wives, whatever you want to have. Non-binary, if you're a a family and your household income is one hundred and twenty-five thousand a year. Uh, you guys are not doing horribly. No, not at all. You are do you are I would say middle class. Yeah, hundred percent. And at that point, some would say you should be able to send your kids to college with ease, but not really because if you have say three kids, two years apart. <laughs> you know, each, you cannot afford to send all of them to college, especially in America where college is so expensive. Their education system is whack, and yet it's so freaking pricey. 
Yeah. Is it is it that expensive compared to ours? Yeah, it's it's expensive. I just feel like a lot of them, or maybe it's just what I get in the media, but I feel like a lot of them go away for school. What do you mean? Go outside of the States or they they all go to college, most of them? They go and stay, they move out of their home to go to college. Oh yeah, a lot of them do. And that's the thing. A lot of them do, but they all take loans. But that's what I'm saying. If it's, is, is just the school that expensive? Because obviously you can do the same thing here. You go to college and then all of a sudden it's double the price because you're not going to a college in the city that you... I don't know if you pay extra if you go outside of your state. I don't know that. But I know in general, it's not cheap. For community colleges, it's more affordable like everywhere else. But if you want to go to like a college college, a four-year degree college or university, it is pricey. But I'm saying culturally, it just seems like they move out of their city. Yeah, the, to go to a, a lot of them do because they want that freedom. I mean, everybody does. I did that. I, I did not. Good for you. How did that grew, turn out? I grew up in a big city, so there was lots of oh, options to go to. Your city was not big. Well, it had two universities and multiple colleges. So there was lots of options Where to stay. Where my dad stay. lives has like 10, universe, 10 tertiary institutions in that one state. And yeah, so small. why do people need to move anywhere? Just go to school there. No. It's, Save your it, money. It's all about independence and wanting to go branch out. And you pay for it. Well, that's what loans are for. And that's why a lot of them are in debt. But I love this idea because, as we were saying, you're middle class at this point. But if you have one kid and you planned properly for this child and it wasn't like an oops pregnancy, then... Sure, you can save up for this kid for the 18 years and you can have enough money to send them to college. But if you have loan, if you are paying off your own student loans, you're paying mortgage, you're paying cars, you're trying to live and paying for school at the same time, then you probably can't afford to send them to college. And then you'll have to take out a loan for them and the cycle continues. So I love the fact that they are looking to, you know, help out with tuition. Yeah, for sure. Another socialist idea. Here for it. Big on that. So yeah, they are looking to make community colleges and trade school tuition free for all students. Amazing. They want to also ban for-profit private charter schools from receiving federal funding. Why are they receiving federal funding in the first place? (laughs) Yeah, if they're for-profit, then they shouldn't. Makes no sense to me. So I'm for a lot of what the Democratic Party is standing for at this time. They are also looking to get a lot of people, a lot of illegal aliens that are in the country that Trump wants to like put in cages and send them back home. I mean, that's what he said. I'm just, you know, paraphrasing. They're looking to get people that have been in the country for a long period of time. I believe they said something like 10 years and you are not like causing problems. You don't have criminal records. They're trying to just give you your citizenship, which is amazing to me. Yeah, I guess the only problem with that is that... Okay, hear the right-wing Republican come out. No, no, no. The only problem is that it kind of promotes more people to come here illegally. Come here. come To go there illegally. That's the only thing. I get it. 
But at the end of the day, if they would just fix their immigration system and make it more fluid, then people wouldn't have to sneak in. Yeah, well, exactly that at the same time. But I 100% agree. If somebody's already in the country and contributing to society, then just make them a citizen and collect taxes from them. Precisely. You have all these undocumented people working hard yeah. and like trying to do the right thing. This could be going back into the econ- to the freaking government. I mean, they're obviously participating in capitalism <laughs> and the, the country is benefiting economically, but the government's not because you can't collect their taxes from their wages every week. Yep. You're losing out. All this money you're spending trying to round them up with ice and to send them back on a free flight back to where they came from, that could have been used somewhere else. I know. I just think about that whole ice department. Well, a lot of people are like, it should be dismantled. And oh, it I, should. It should. It's it must a waste cost of money. millions of dollars. Billions. Growing exponentially. It's not like this little thing where, oh, we have 10 agents per state and they go around and check. This is like thousands of people. Yeah, it's like a military operation. At it this is. Point. And they, the way they operate, it's almost like they're the CIA or FBI or something. They just operate by their own rules. Yeah. Does any federal laws apply to you guys? You do whatever so. the hell you want. You just come and abduct people in the middle of the night. They're the police. Basically. All right, at this point, it's around, it's 9.30, pretty early, so <laughs> nothing's going to be called yet. But at this point, it is Trump with 90 votes from the Electoral College and Biden with 95. Who do you think is going to win the election this year? Ooh, you know what? When, four years ago, <laughs> I really thought that Hillary was not going to win. I felt it in my heart of hearts. She was not going to win. It was sad, but that's what I thought, and she didn't. This time around, I feel like Biden has a really good chance. Do I think definitely he will win? It's hard to say, but I feel like he has an, a really good chance, and I'm hoping it goes in his favor. I will agree. I think we're going to see Biden win. Yeah. I also hope. It's a hope. I don't want to be like one of those people like I predict this is this is what will happen because I don't know. I'm not clairvoyant, but that's the hope and we're going to keep watching until I'm tired and I fall asleep. Thanks so much for listening guys. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcast, Spotify, rate this. Give us a rating. What do you think of the podcast? Leave a comment. We will read it. Really appreciate the support. Follow us on social media, J-A-H-Q-U-A-U-N. Cody is Kodos Photos on Instagram. Until next time, bye.